Hey, welcome to the Way Podcast. I'm Zaire Gerfan, co-founder and head of marketing at Keymakers Media. And I'm Varun Parimala, co-founder and CEO at Koyart. And we are your hosts for the Way Podcast. A show that aims to elevate voices that are interesting and meaningful come together to create value. Creating maximum impact through minimal conversations. But before we get started, here's a word from our sponsor. StuMax VIP is a student privilege feature where students will get an opportunity to directly connect to various industry mentors and also avail exclusive discounts for various courses, both technical and non-technical. Sign up today to get free access to a technical course, 12 webinars and direct connect with the best mentors. Let's get started with our show. Today's guest is probably the most experienced person we have yet recorded an episode with. He has been working since 2004 and since the past four years, he's in the business of generating wealth for others using his own expertise. So if there is anybody he would want to talk about money with, it's probably him. He's Pranav Sangvi, lead investor of ILS Wealth. Welcome to the show, Pranav. How are you doing? Thank you, Zarek. Thank you, Varun. I'm doing very well. Great. So Pranav, before we get started, why don't you start by telling more about yourself? So, uh, Varun Zarek, basically, uh, I've always been an entrepreneur since the age of uh, 21. And uh, overall, I think I just went with the flow. Right after my graduation, I couldn't find a job. So, I decided to start up. So, I had a company in US where I was studying for, uh, after my 12th, I went to US, did my engineering. while I was uh, trying to find a job, couldn't find a job, uh, started my own company, decided to do my MBA while I was running my own company. So uh, overall life was good. Suddenly, I mean, right after my MBA, my father actually asked me back to come back uh, to India because of family reasons. So I came back. Uh, I started uh, I Interact at that point of time, so a fairly interesting idea where we conducted business games and uh, with top corporates and uh, top colleges. Uh, I wasn't really happy with what I was doing, so I was looking for a change. Uh, so this idea popped into my head and I decided to start ILS Wealth and haven't, uh, haven't seen, I mean, you know, uh, looked back since. So it's been fairly uh, topsy-turvy ride, but a lot of experiences on the way. So happy to uh, do, I mean, you know, I enjoy what I do right now. So that's the that's what I like doing currently. An interesting ride, Pranav. Hopefully we'll, uh, you know, dive into your experience and have a conversation with it as we move on. Uh, but before we actually get in the show, right, uh, how are you spending your, uh, you know, time in the pandemic and what have you been up to lately? So pandemic for me was a, uh, it was not a pandemic at all, actually. Uh, I, right before the pandemic, I had decided to, uh, you know, watch out for my health. So me and uh, my wife actually uh, went to a naturopathy center uh, and uh, right before COVID. So 16th March, we checked into that particular uh, naturopathy center and uh, we were there for uh, two months during the uh, the entire pandemic and it was a it was like a <laughs> resort where we were uh, living so i haven't washed clothes i have not washed utensils so <laughs> for me pandemic was a uh, it wasn't uh, it wasn't a pandemic at all 
Uh, when you talk about business specifically, yes, it, we did get affected because everybody's business got affected at that point of time. But uh, we are recovering now uh, from the pandemic. Luckily, nobody around me, no, uh, no one that I know is suffering from COVID in any form. So that's a good thing. So we are coping up. No, no issues right now. Well, glad to hear that, Pranav. So before we, uh, so there are two things we want to discuss today, right? Uh, one is finances, obviously, and the other is the job market, and and especially uh, in terms of what they mean for students, or at least should mean for them. And you know, the thing is, uh, a lot of us, you know, we blow our money left and right, and we are also in a difficult spot when it comes to jobs because of the pandemic. You know, sixty one percent hiring is down and stuff. So let's start with the job market. I'm sure you are, you know, familiar with the difficulties that students are facing. So firstly. How do you? How long do you think this dent in the job market will last? Uh, what does it mean for students, and how can they mold themselves in order to succeed in it? So uh, I personally feel this is at least another. We are still at least in this for at least a year now, more, uh, where you will start seeing things recover. Uh, it's definitely not going to be a V recovery or a U recovery as was being predicted but uh, I personally think by March 2021 you start seeing uh, something better at least in terms of job job market so it, the people graduating in 2021 will have a decent uh, job market they could look forward to uh, having said that uh, I personally think that uh, you shouldn't be limited to job markets at all uh, opportunities are there. Uh, the problem that I see with major uh, student, student community today is they're really, really driven by uh, money. So if uh, I need this, this level of package, I want minimum four and a half lakh rupees, eight lakh rupees, 10 lakh rupees, whatever. I mean, you know, they're driven by money. But I really feel that uh, that's a wrong mindset to be in. Uh, even if it was not COVID era, you know, we were, we were not living in a COVID affected world. Still, I think that was a very, very wrong mindset to live by, which a student lives by today. Uh, they should be looking towards gaining experiences. Uh, you guys are, uh, I mean, the audience would be somewhere around 18 year old, 19 year old, 20 year old, 22 years old. I mean, you have a huge life ahead of you to earn money, right? What you need is a good foundation today. That foundation will only come through when you uh, uh, when you work under very good people. I mean, you know, good mentors, good bosses uh, in that area. So let's say if you are if you are going for an entrepreneurship, if you are trying to start up, then you need a good mentor to work in and a work below. I mean, obviously, you're not going to get paid for it. Right. If you are uh, looking for a job as a job market overall, then you should be looking at a good boss and a good company rather than what money they are paying. Right. Because it, uh, that those foundations help you a lot. Uh, you don't realize it. The students don't realize it today. But these foundations, uh, I mean, you know, uh, after two years, you will understand the strength of those foundations. 
that you gave up on money but you gave it like you took a good boss and a good company to work right also uh, this is uh, i completely agree with this because whenever i hire or people in my company hire people uh, uh, we always ask them if uh, what motivates them like it's if it's money or if it's uh, uh, the motivation to learn uh, and lay a foundation right so so that's very important and also talking about jobs and uh, uh, money so how can uh, how can one plan financials before switching their jobs and how can we be prepared for it so uh, uh, you're talking about uh, during covid post covid or in general post covid so see uh, what my personal beliefs are that you know uh, if you are financially disciplined uh, in your life to start with so let's say you get out of a job you get you get out of college and you go into a job right uh you have you work with them for a year somebody who's getting into job right now will work at least for a year before the post covid world he'll see so you need to be careful you need to be uh you need to be money smart as of right now you need to start i mean it was either during covid pre covid or post covid the the fundamentals remain the same uh save up money learn how to save money learn how to invest learn how to uh you know uh, uh live below your means so if you are making 30000 rupees a month make sure you save at least 5000 rupees or 6000 rupees every month uh, which you are investing get used to investing into mutual funds sips your uh, provident fund uh, even though this all sounds very boring to a fresh graduate i understand that but uh, trust me time is an ally time is an ally if you start doing it today if you are 22 23 uh, uh, i mean you're getting this feedback from a person who uh, started investing when he was 33 so i personally believe i lost 10 years of my life imagine what would have happened if i would have started when i was 23 and uh, instead i started in 33 i mean i i could have been way way ahead and then what i am today i'm telling you that yeah and especially you know uh, this whole advice of starting early it's it's very common i mean any person who's educated in finances i've asked they always tell to start early but when it comes to starting early uh, you have to earn early right uh, so what do you think uh, are the things that the students can do to achieve this if they are earning how can they distribute their income so the first thing see uh, uh, i'm banya so uh, it's a fairly simple thing you know uh, 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 more income less expenses and uh, more savings so that uh, that turns out into a, uh, a higher wealth later on right so there are three aspects to it number one let's talk about income first so student has multiple choices in terms of income uh what you need to do is you need to while you are in college you need to differentiate yourself and gain a skill which most people i mean your you know your colleagues don't have uh it could be something very very unique i have for example uh, zerek and varun today you guys are doing a podcast uh if you this is this is like your fifth episode or 10th episode the amount of experience you will gain out of talking to people is going to be mind blowing you already have some a different life experience than compared to your colleagues and your uh, friends that are uh, you know that are in the same boat so what you need to try and do is to increase your income you need to be in the top 10% because 
those are the 10 percent who are going to get jobs good jobs either way and those are the people that uh, you know the senior people like me and you know who would like to mentor because you stand out within the crowd so income uh, when you start looking at income start standing out even if you are in a job or entrepreneurship or whatever you are doing in your life you need to stand out from the crowd that is one gain life skills which is very very important which is uh, which you get and get paid for uh, you know that's what you need to do uh, number two is expenses right so reducing expenses is a no-brainer uh, don't go out and buy the latest iphone on emi i mean that's a wrong thing to do uh, trust me i'll tell you right now that i currently use a 10,000 rupee phone i don't have an iphone right now even though i can buy a new suv today in you know with a single check i still prefer uh, i prefer uh, i don't see a difference between a 50,000 rupee phone and a uh, 15,000 rupee phone literally because it functions the same <laughs> right so yeah it's about the utility that's what i personally believe so uh, you know uh, don't don't burden yourself don't go out and buy a new car tomorrow and emi don't i mean you know learn how to save money and use it essentially in a proper way that's the so number two you need to keep your expenses down uh, you uh, you must have heard about the coffee thing right that uh, if you drinks if you just save up on coffee every day in terms of starbucks not buy startup starbucks every every day you'll probably uh, end up a millionaire in that in, in, in by the age of 50 right but i mean i'm not saying don't enjoy yourself but mm-hmm. always learn how to always learn how to uh, uh, maintain a budget most students don't know most uh, new professionals don't know how to handle a budget let's say if you're getting 30000 in your hand or before you even get that into your hand you need to know what your budgets are for the month where are you going to spend the money how much you going to save uh, out of the 30000 each penny should be accounted for so that is how you keep track of your expenses and come out ahead so only i would say about 5% or 7% of uh, 23 25 year olds can uh, have uh, can actually do this that's why these are the people who come out ahead when they are 35 36 38 because they already have that experience and knowledge which uh, you know most uh, older people gain or 34 35 year old gain i mean that's when they start you know they later realize it and then uh, they have missed the boat at that point of time so obviously if you start have a better income less expenses automatically you will get out uh, very very financially disciplined and uh, uh, you'll have a better i mean you thank yourself for it that uh, you know uh, your life is going to be better either way definitely when you're 35 40 45 50 <laughs> right so so as you rightly mentioned pranav like people prefer to spend a lot of money and buy things so one of the biggest things we fail at is when when it comes to impulse uh, impulsive purchases how can uh, one stop this and uh, uh, spend it effectively uh, budgets as i said if you know uh, you know even at uh, this stage when uh, i generate about minimum i generate specifically for my company i generate about uh, 25 lakh rupees revenue every single month which is a spendable revenue which i can spend whatever i want right 
still i create budgets every single every single month so between 25th 25th and 30th of the month i jot down exactly where the money is going to go where the money is going to come from where it is going to go and how much i am going to have left so i know exactly what spare money i have which i can spend so either on on going out or hanging out or let's say if i want to make an investment on to new equipment so i know exactly so i never overspend if i start budgeting so budgeting is the key when you uh, between before you get your money you need to budget it you need to know where it's going to go right so on a completely different note uh, colleges are getting uh, more expensive day by day and uh, one of the most popular things is that uh, a student uh, people uh, a student suffer with a student debt right so should people save for the future even if they have uh, student debt or should they clear their debt without saving anything and get it off it as soon as possible so uh, i'm going to give you a very financial uh, financial answer to this because there is no correct right or wrong answer to this okay so let me ask you this first what is the interest rate a student pays on a student debt uh if it's a educational loan mostly uh, the interest is zero so why are you in a hurry to reduce that debt so think about this if you are investing money for example see the minimum payments you anyway have to make right the minimum payment would be uh, a student loan is for what 4 years 5 years 10 years how much yeah 4 4 if it's a engineering 4 years yeah so now think about this let's say uh, you have every month you are saving about 10000 rupees that you can either pay back to your student loan or you can pay back it uh, or you can say and uh, put it into a uh, mutual fund now if you pay it back into a student loan i mean you're not paying any interest on it so that 10000 is not if if you owe that 10000 that 10000 is not becoming 11000 tomorrow correct because you are not paying any interest on it but if you put it into a mutual fund and even if it or a simple as as simple as fixed deposit is probably going to give you 6% a year so every month you are generating half a percent interest on it so your 10000 is actually going into 10 and growing to up to 10000 uh, 10050 rupees next month so it's a logical choice if you are not paying any interest why are you in a hurry to pay it off yeah also uh, the question is in a uh, i asked in a different uh, sense, sense like if the student has graduated and uh, he is leaving the college and he has two choices to make like uh, once uh, the four year period is done the interest keeps on uh, falling on the uh, the total sum so uh, he, uh, so what's the option then like what what does he have to choose okay so what is the interest rate a student will end up paying on uh, those loans uh, i guess uh, it's around uh, 7 or 6% 7 or 6% then my recommendation would be that uh, it's better to pay it off because when you are starting out as a uh, as a uh, you know uh, first time uh, uh, first time earner where you are you don't have that discipline uh and you wouldn't know where to invest into right so somebody like me who has become a seasoned investor in last 5 uh, years or so uh, i can generate very good amount of returns out of the money i invest the way i invested right but uh, a lot of people can't do that so it's a quick saving of 7% right there and there so unless you you know that you can generate 11% 12% out of mutual funds Uh, then you can make that logical choice that okay let me just pay the bare minimum into student loans and uh, 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 invest the rest into mutual funds 
But uh, having said that, if the 7% interest rate you are paying, my suggestion would be that pay off your student loans. And especially don't have credit card debt. Students make that biggest mistake, right? Going inside a, right, you know, uh, going from right after college, they go into work, they get credit cards in their hand, they start spending money on credit cards. Credit card, you'll end up paying anywhere between 30 to 40% interest every year. That's killing. You'll never be able to get out of debt if you get into credit card debt. So a student loan is only 7%. That is fair. Pay it off as slow as possible as, as uh, based on your terms. But don't get into credit card debts. It's a, it's, it's a problem if you get into it. Alright, uh, that's honestly great advice, Pranav. I mean, you know, the whole credit card thing, you need to remind that to people every once in a while. Anyways, uh, you know, before uh, we move on to the next segment, one question is, you know, uh, is about investing. So let's just tell that, you know, you're 21, you're 22, you're in college and you want, you're earning, let's just tell 10 and you want to, you want to invest five to 8,000. Uh, what would you, uh, you know, advise to these students? Because a lot will tell them to go to mutual funds, but at the same time, some will tell, you know, you're young, try to take risks with your money because you don't have such obligations. Or do you think you should get a wealth manager? What would you tell to these kids? See, uh, I'm a I'm an avid follower of uh, Warren Buffett, right? And there is one thing that I will definitely say to, and there's one advice that I always somebody asked me, where should I invest? And I always say that invest that uh, invest into things that you understand. So if you understand mutual funds then do mutual funds. If you do not understand mutual funds and if you understand fixed deposit, do fixed deposit. If you understand real estate, do real estate. But real estate obviously is going to be out of reach to kids when they are just starting out. But uh, having said that, uh, learn investing. What I mean to say is read up. Read what a mutual fund is. Read what a stock investing is. Uh, read about, uh, learn about what is the difference between stock investment and mutual fund investment. Understand what a debt mutual fund is. You know, how risky these are. What are the risks involved and what are the rewards involved with these kind of things. So once you, once you're knowledgeable enough, then you gain the confidence and start with smaller amounts. If you have 10,000 to invest, start with 1000 rupees into something That's, and see how it works out. Is it working out in your favor or it is not working out in your favor, right? That will, that experience will teach you a lot of things that uh, bookish knowledge cannot teach you. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, completely. Um, all right, Pranav, so we're uh, going into the next segment, uh, which is about, you know, it's more about you, you as a person and uh, trying to drag learnings from your experience. Uh, <laughs> So, so before uh, before I before I jump into that, I want to just add one more thing, which a student uh, can make a big mistake onto, which they'll regret later in their lives if they don't take care of it right now. Uh, most uh, uh, fresh graduates going into first jobs, uh, you guys, uh, most of them don't understand understand what a Sybil score is. C I B I L. Uh, I don't think even I'm aware of it. Sybil score is something what banks use when you go and you know, go and ask for a loan. So let's say uh, these days it's a very fancy thing that you know you have a peer-to-peer -peer lending 
peer-to-peer <coughs> -peer lending uh, apps that have come out. You know, you can just apply to their app and they'll give you 5,000 rupees immediately to buy whatever you want. And then you can repay it in about 12 months or 15 months or 18 months or whatever. Correct? Um, are, you, are you guys aware of that? <coughs> so what happens is that uh, if you default, if somebody, uh, most people think, Are, 5,000 rupees mil gaya. <coughs> Sorry. 5,000 rupees I have already gotten. What happens if you don't pay that 5,000 rupees back? So uh, at that point of time, nothing will happen, but your Sybil score will get affected. So Sybil is a score which most banks use to lend you money. So if you go and ask for a bank, let's say not today, uh, 10 years from now, you go and you want to buy a house and you go to a bank that, okay, I want to buy a 40 lakh rupee house. I have 10 lakh rupees with me. I need a loan of 30 lakh rupees. Please give me the 30 lakh rupees. The bank is going to open up your Sybil score, C-I-B-I-L, Sybil score. And if they'll see a default, let's say you didn't pay up that 5,000 rupees, either on credit card or either one of those peer-to-peer -to -peer lending. And you know what will happen? They're going to deny you that loan because you didn't pay that 5,000 rupees 10 years back. It's going to reflect on a credit, your credit worthiness. So remember, if you take money from somebody, from an institution or any of these things, make sure just don't take it. Repay it on time because you don't want your civil score affected and lending affected later on in your life. Very, very important. Yeah. Yeah, I think we need to keep in mind that, uh, about these things, you know, because these apps are extremely accessible, uh, the whole peer-to-peer -peer lending. And I don't think a lot of students are aware about this whole situation. Yeah, so they they, they might just default it up, whether it's 3,000 rupees, it's 5,000 rupees, but it, does, it won't matter to you today. The moment you go, you realize that you're not, the you're going to be out of the lending system completely. Banks, I mean, even you say, okay, I'm going to pay the 3,000 right now, that that default stays on your report for 17 years, one seven. So at 23, if you make a default, you will not be able to see things till you are 40 or 41 and you will not be able to justify all that. So be very, very careful. All right, Pranav, we'll be careful. Uh, now, we are moving on to the personal segment and the first thing we always ask is what was it like growing up for you and the thing is right as far as you know we know about you you studied computer science then you switched into management right uh so what were the things that took place in your life which you know resulted in these decisions so it's a very uh <laughs> very very funny story that i will tell you so during uh, uh during my uh, school education so uh, till 10th, like during our school education, during 10th, you don't select a subject. The subjects are selected for you, right? We, we learn history, we learn civics, we learn everything, right? Now, right after 10th, you have to decide if you want to choose science, which is physics, chemistry, math, and uh, computers, biology, or you go into commerce, which is uh, business and stuff like that, right? Now, uh, uh, I come from a, uh, I come from a business family, a Banya family, right? So business always, I've always seen business in my life. 
so somewhere around uh, right after my 10th exams 10th boards uh, i went to bombay and all of my uncles there are cas you know chartered accountants so i was talking about i was hell bent on like you know i will do physics i mean i want to go into computers i like computers i want to take i want to take science because the smarter smarter kid takes kids take science that's the perception right the smarter kids take science and uh, if you are not that smart enough then you take uh, commerce uh it was a tagline at that point of time also when i mean you know uh, this i'm talking about 1996 97 and my uncles they brainwashed me completely they said why what will you do with science you any want to have want to go into business why do you want to take science right now it's not going to help you blah 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 so i decided uh, he, they almost brainwashed me then i said okay i want to do commerce now i told i went and told my father i will i want to do commerce and he's like nothing doing you are doing science end of discussion <laughs> like okay le i bole i think it makes the right decision i mean you know i think it's the right decision if i go into commerce it's like nothing doing you are you are you are going to science that's it so i'm talking about 97 96 where uh, uh, uh you know 17 year old i mean a 15 16 year old didn't have the power that you guys own today trust me at a 16 year old can do lot more than what we at 16 year old olds could have done when uh, within the families right i hope you agree with me there <laughs> so uh, decided to do uh, physics chemistry math computers i was very good at computers i, I was very good at programming i love programming i'm so um, i'm more on the left brain so what i mean by left brain is that i'm very logical i'm very Uh, I love math, you know. Uh, physics and chemistry were bouncers for me. I didn't do very well during my exams, right? So, but computers, I aced computers. I aced math. That was another what I was good at. So, twelfth uh, finished. What do you do? Apply for IIT. Apply for PET. And so I was not good at studies, man. I was a very, very, I would say, average student. Uh, I've written a post on LinkedIn about it that. I'm an average Indian student, and I never excelled into studies ever. You know, maybe if you if you count the first five years when I was, I mean, you know, uh, between three year old to six year old, yeah, I aced my exams then. But after that, never I I never aced. The my graph slowly falls down. So, it's relatable to everyone. Yeah, it happens to everyone. so uh, because i i was not uh, i could i didn't get accepted into any of the turner colleges here i mean you know and i didn't want to uh, study here i mean you know i wasn't really excited about engineering anyway so uh, luckily i have cousins in us so my father always wanted me to go uh, go abroad so i applied at some colleges in us and i got into new jersey institute of tech where i have uncles around new jersey Uh, I have four uncles in New Jersey, so uh, my it was a very logical choice for me to go and study. So I got admission into NJIT, New Jersey Institute of Tech, and I went there. So for me, uh, it was a breeze from a perspective that uh, computers and computer science was a logical choice, uh, and uh, I kept on studying. I mean, I was not very I was a very very average student there also. What what should I what do I mean by average is that I didn't really work hard. I should have, 
I could have done better if I would have worked hard. But uh, I mean, you know, I have a lot of funny stories from college where my my friends would be uh, my friends would be studying in the library, and I would be watching movie in my room, in my dorm room, uh, right before the math exam. And uh, 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 right before the exam, about half an hour, forty-five minutes, I would walk into the library, and they'll ask, start start asking me questions. How do you solve this? These are my doubts. This is what's happening. And I will solve all their doubts, and they would be like, "You haven't studied. You were watching movie, and you are solving my our doubts." And after the exam, I will end up with a ninety-five, ninety-eight. And if, if if it was a math exam, I will ace it. I would get a hundred, and these guys would be struggling at eighty four, eighty two, eighty three. Then you're like, why does it happen to us? In terms of you don't study, you end up getting hundreds. And then I tell them, look, you talk about math, and you talk about computers. This is what I get in terms of you know. This is what I uh, I love and enjoy. But if you talk about literature, ah, I'll get a C plus. In a math, I'll get an A, and in literature, I'll get C plus. So I mean, you know, because they studied hard, and I didn't study hard at all. So my engineering kept on going like this, and it was a fairly a breeze. Uh, after right after my engineering, I tried to find work, couldn't find it. Decided to start my own company, but uh, to be in the company, I mean, you know, to be in the US, I had to make sure that. Uh, I had to make sure that uh, you know I had to start studying as well. I decided to do my MBA. The MBA was I realized that I was built for business background. I loved those subjects. I was amazingly good at it. I could strategize. Accounts was a very very uh, natural to me. You talk about any of the business subjects, and I was extremely good at it. So uh, to give you a difference, my uh, engineering GPA was three point two five out of four. Okay, so you could call me a B, B plus, not even B plus. I would say a, a, a B, uh, somewhere between B and B plus. My MBA GPA was three point nine three out of four, and and I was working full time at that point. I was I would go into the office morning between eight thirty in the morning I would be in my office uh, till five o'clock in the evening and I will go to classes between six to nine and that's how I finished my MBA. So it was a very very tough work that I did for those two and a half two two and a half years while I was then I finished my MBA. But I realized that management is what I was built for and uh, I could have started earlier but okay you know nothing goes waste. So I'm happy I did my computer engineering, and I'm happy that I got a flavor of MBA later on. That, that's that's a quite interesting story, Pranav. But uh, uh, we ask this question every time uh, when we have a guest on the show. So if you get uh, a chance to reconsider any of your decisions uh, that you've made, uh, what would that be and why? Uh, see, I uh, I'm a firm believer that uh, I am a result of the mistakes I made. If I if I change any of the mistakes that I uh, that I had made in the past, uh, I won't be the same person today at all. I mean, uh, 
but having said that uh, if you ask me about uh, any particular decisions that i would like to change uh, I, i would have started investing early i learned investing very late in my life which i am extremely good at uh, if i would have started at least 10 years back when i was about at least 20 I mean I'm 38 right now so if I would have started when I was 24 25 my parents kept on telling me you know you should invest you do this that and I'm like oh, I don't make enough money and he's like they're like no you need to still save up you need to still invest if I would have listened at that point of time uh, my lot of my struggles would have been less comparatively what I actually faced during my entire life I would say so that is the only decision i would say that i regret i would have started investing earlier if you, if i had to redo my life after this if i get a chance um already uh, pranav it was uh, i think we are coming to the end of the show now uh, but before we wrap it up uh, what's the one last uh, message you would want to leave the audience with a one line message one last message one line would also be great one last message uh believe in yourself never i would say uh don't be afraid of failing because uh, failure is just a stepping stone to success i would say because that's what i learned uh, overall in my life without my failures i wouldn't be here so don't be afraid to fail that's what i the message that i would want to leave everybody with Great, great. Also, uh, many of our listeners would be interested in getting in touch with you, Pranav. Where can our listeners find you? So, uh, two ways I would say. Uh, one is obviously I'm very, very highly active on LinkedIn. So uh, I have a LinkedIn page. They can just uh, search for me and connect with me over LinkedIn. I accept all requests and I talk to everybody that who wants to talk to me. That is definitely one way. Uh, the second way I would say is that uh, my website is being launched, which is. Uh, www.pranavsanghvi.com is being launched somewhere around in August uh, second week. So there's a contact page there going to be, and so if you want to drop by and say hi there, that also is going to be option. So LinkedIn and my personal website. That is what I would say. Anybody can connect with me. Right. I guess this is one of the soulful conversations we've had on the show. Uh, wrapping it up. Thanks for doing this, Pranav. Thank you Varun thank you Zarek for having me here and that was all for today's episode of the wave with Zarek and Varun stay tuned and check out our Instagram TAWAE podcast to connect with us and the guests you can read the key insights of the podcast on bodam.in bodam.in is a youth lifestyle blog that every generation is supposed to be reading new episodes out every Saturday on Spotify or wherever you get your podcast keep listening to the wave